Yeah. So excited. So I'm Amy. I'm Bree. And uh, this is our podcast. What's what's with the neighbors? What's with the neighbors? What is with the neighbors? I don't know. We should find out what's with the neighbors. Oh, should we? (laughs) Well, I've got some stories for you. (laughs) Um, Should we tell us, since it's the first episode, should we tell them why we're like doing this? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So make more sense. Uh, how, we met through our mutual friend, Leah mm-hmm. and Leah, you like, were living there for like almost a whole year before yeah. we even yeah. kind of interacted with yep. each other. Yep. And, uh, I don't even know how we even started. My children. Oh, yes. That's how I befriended my friends. Yeah. Befriended my friends. Is that a thing? That's a thing. It's you a thing now. You lured the people that you wanted to. I lured them. It sounds like I like talked you into being my friend. Charlotte, go talk to that lady over there. Hey, see that girl? <laughs> she looks cool. <laughs> she looks like someone I could be friends with. Probably from like me, like me talking my own child about my own child. And you're just like, yes. I can hang. I can hang with No, that. um. I feel like the first time I knew we were going to be friends was whenever you saw my sweatshirt. Yeah, I was wearing a Parks and Rec Pawnee sweatshirt and you were like, hey, I like your sweatshirt. And I was like, hey, thanks. I'm going to get a cat and name him Gary, Larry, oh, Jerry. Yeah. But you named, you named him Leon, yeah, just which, is, which is amazing. It's okay. It's fine. He's, he's a good guy. He's not someone we don't like. We like Leon. Yeah, he's cool. that's true. He doesn't have the personality very... of Gary. He likes to be on TV. He, yeah. He's the king. That, that's Leon. That's Leonidas. Like, oh, Leonidas. That makes more sense. I don't think Leonidas was a king, but I think he was like a sportsman. A what? A sportsman. Sportsman. So, yeah, and you live four doors down from, or I live four doors Which should have been the name of the podcast. <clears throat> Three doors down. But we were four doors down instead. Just saying. That's, yeah. That would have been super cool. But, you know, it doesn't make any sense. No. And we could have had three doors down, like, right, our jingle for us. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would be so freaking awesome. No, no, no. Too much. Too much. Too much. That makes sense. Um. So, yeah, and we just, like, started talking about crime, true crime, and ghost stories, and I was, like, talking about a podcast, and you're like, what? And I was like, yeah, listen to it, and then we just... Yep, I was hooked. Yeah. Yep. And now we do, like, Spooky Scary Saturday. Is it Rainbow? Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to close that? No, it's okay. Okay. It can stay open as long as... You scared me. Don't look... I don't like this spot. Now I have something behind me. What do you think I sat here? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have spooky, scary, scary movies. Spooky, scary. Scary movie Saturdays, Amy. <laughs> God. Scary movie Damn. Saturdays and other like fun stuff that we. Yeah, have, we so. actually went to a haunted ghost tour together. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, ghost tour and oh, and last night you came over and we did the VR. Uh, yeah, yeah, my my voice was hoarse after that. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of screaming, a lot of screaming. Yeah, so- I don't like spiders. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> I have a present for you first because the. Yeah, I'm going to give you a present, 
And then we're going to move on to that. We've got to talk about the person I gave you because I can't wait to. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's super dope. <gasps> oh, my gosh. There's so much stuff in here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, my keys. Those that I got here. Oh, you have. I got you a car. Eight dollar magazine. Oh my god. Okay. Yes, Matt. Oh, here's a cup. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I said we we're gonna wait to get the cup. <laughs> it's good to be wicked. Gosh, I love that. Oh, we can kick it. Hey. Yeah. Wow, that's a great idea. <laughs> You're so smart. Thank you. It's good to be wicked and <gasps> yes, mystifying mints. Oh yeah. The cashier was really excited when I bought those. <laughs> <laughs> I told her we were starting a podcast. She was like, "What? Oh, what was the name? Was this at uh the source the Michaels? Michaels. Yeah. They sold this at Michaels. Hell yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah not at Halloween." Shout out to the cashier at Michael's. Yeah. Sup? Um, Sorry, I don't remember her name. But she did get a complaint for over cheerness or over being overly cheerful. Okay, that's wrong. So, yeah. She was pretty dope. Uh, lip balm? A it, pineapple? It's a pineapple. Yeah. You talk about pineapples a lot. The <laughs> <laughs> <A> pineapple. <laughs> this is, Does this mean you were swingers? 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 Our ongoing joke, I feel. Yes. <laughs> Pineapples. <laughs> and then, ooh, a face mask. Ooh, thank you. I love doing face masks. And then, maybe if we do a, a night recording next time. <gasps> oh, uh, this is so cool. Yeah. We can like say awful things on here. Yes, we can. And we can put it in here so no one else will see it. Yeah. yeah. I can finally have bad words on my oh my gosh what a great idea you're so smart uh amy um got me a super cool gift um it's a really cool old comic about ghosts um i've never read them before but i was really excited when i got it because i've always thought that they were pretty interesting it's pretty cool and it's by dc it's by dc yeah it's uh if you don't believe in ghosts we challenge you to read true tales of the weird and supernatural maybe i should read that i kind of want to read it like i put in a picture frame just because i thought it would be perfect in here but i kind of want to take it back and like be like one of those little kids that's in their room at nighttime with their little flashlight under the covers covers, and like the mom comes in and like go to bed okay (laughs) scared you should read it to charlotte yeah she would like that yeah she'd probably really enjoy it she has quite the imagination. She would not like that at all. Okay, so what's with the neighbors? I don't know. What's with the neighbors? So um, with this, we wanted to, I became a member of many, many groups on Facebook, um, as well as looked up on a lot of things on Reddit um, so that I can find crazy neighborhood drama because you what's know what's going on with the neighbors what, yeah what what's with them we probably have enough to say about our own <clears throat> do you want to read one of these yeah you can read one of these stories okay so uh i'm going to take this account. maybe, maybe we can do one before and after okay so my dad had a neighbor that played his radio loudly all day even when he wasn't home or was gone on vacation that is 
<laughs> Every time he left the house and his radio was still on, my dad would go and rip the circuit breaker to his content. <laughs> It's so mean. Well, it's also mean to leave the radio. <laughs> no, my dad explained the loud rate. Oh, whoops. Okay. Uh, trip the breaker to his corner. One day he sees my dad, who was an electrical engineer, and asked him <laughs> why his breaker kept tripping. <laughs> was it a faulty wire? <laughs> no, my dad explained the loud radio was probably just putting too much strain on the circuit because. <laughs> Yes, crazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, we have a really good neighborhood. We do, we yeah. do, we do. Unfortunately, uh, we don't have like mean stories like that. We just got. Although we tend to be the ones who disturb, yes. <laughs> like putting brown penises. <gasps> That's no, no one's done that. Yeah, someone's done that on my car, not, actually. No, yeah. not me. But any, we, we, we like to do a little joke or two yeah a joke or two you joke. know <laughs> just little cute things so that we love each other sometimes we're the one that's getting complained about like who are the people going up and down the road at midnight why is she carrying wine <laughs> don't mind me i'm fine i'm good <laughs> i'm good <laughs> one time uh the neighbors caught me pushing uh, a pack of uh white claws in a oh. baby stroller <laughs> to Leia's house because I didn't want to carry it. It was like, and I, I like strapped it in and everything and the neighbors were outside. They're like, oh, anyway. <laughs> My precious cargo. Precious cargo. <laughs> oh, don't cry. Don't cry. Oh, jeez. Okay, do you want to tell your story first or should I? I do, because okay. I'm super nervous. So, um, I'm I'm super nervous, but I'm also super excited. And I put the, the name of the story up top. Yeah. But um, so you may have heard of this before. That's okay. Um, a little story about the Perrin family haunting. Who's that? <clears throat> well, maybe you know of a movie called uh, The Conjuring. Oh, duh. Yeah. So I, I didn't think you would know I that. I can't school. believe I didn't remember that was her last name. You're doing yeah, you're, it's one of my favorite movies. Um, one of my favorite scary movies. Definitely makes me jump out of my seat. Um, I hope this makes me jump out of my seat. I hope it does too. Actually, I hope But don't I knock over anything because there's drinks everywhere. So. It's okay. And there's a cat too. So, hey, Leon, can, can you, can you protect us, Leon, please? Leon. Protect us from any evil spirits that come into this room. He's going to swish it away with his tail. Thanks, bud. He's like, Oh, he's hiding his eyes from the sky. It's so cute. <laughs> okay. So, like I said, my story is on the Perrin family haunting. Um, I wanted to get a pretty good one for my first story. Super excited. 
So I'll go ahead and start it. Okay. All righty. In January of 1971, the Perrin family, Father Roger, Mother Carolyn, and their five daughters, Andrea, Nancy, Christine, Cindy, and April, moved into a farmhouse in Harrisville, Rhode Island. Uh, they moved there because they wanted to get away from the city and move into the country. Yeah. Uh, the family was obviously not aware of the hauntings before they moved in. I mean, who would who, move into a... Who would do that? But big red flag. The previous owner was like, hey, the, the day that they move in. This is terrifying. Hey, oh, that, that, that it tastes like water? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the day that they moved in, the previous owner was just like, hey, at nighttime, keep the lights on. Red flag. Yeah, that's a that's a uh, big. Uh, are you gonna ask a question about yeah, that? Like, no, I would. Why? I would. Why? Why? Why am I keeping on the lights at night? Is there mm. is there an electrical issue? Is, is there it... someone that you hate that's paying the electricity bill? <laughs> like, <laughs> what am I doing? My ex is paying the electricity bill. I'll just keep the lights on. <laughs> Do it. Uh, so that was a little tidbit about that. Um, I have the history. Um, the land was actually deeded in 1680. And was actually surveyed by um, the one and only John Smith. Yeah. John Smith. Pocahontas's boo thing. I don't know if it's actually the real John Smith. But it says that he was one of the original colonists. So I'm going to say it's Pocahontas's boo thing. Um, it's probably not. Yeah, I bet it is. <laughs> it's definitely As a him. Disney fan, I say it is. Even John, though that was a terrible story. John Smith. <laughs> it's John Smith. Uh, Pocahontas is with him at the time as well. Oh, of course. Okay, yeah. guys, don't 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 yeah, get me don't, on that one. Don't at her at that. We're gonna we're gonna get emails. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it had been through uh, many storms and history, dating all the way back to the Revolutionary War. So old house, old property. Yeah, it's actually a national treasure. Uh, the house itself was built in 1736 and had 14 rooms. That's a lot of rooms, but not all of them were bedrooms. It said 14 rooms and I got super excited and I was like, oh, a family with five children. Of course, they're going to move into this big house. Yeah. No. Are they- uh, parlor, the kitchen, the bathroom. What's a parlor? I don't know. Where they do their hair? I don't even know why that was my first suggestion, but a parlor. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, where, they have, where they have cocktails, maybe. Oh, is that yeah. what a parlor is? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I always like thought a parlor was like a barbershop. Oh, oh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Leon, Google what a parlor is. <laughs> do it now. Snap, snap. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, not all of them were bed- bedrooms. Actually, most of the daughters shared rooms. So, except for the yeah. oldest. The oldest had her own room. She was so up. I want to share a room in that house, too. As a family of five, uh, yes, true. But if, as a, not a family of five, as a child of five kids, I had a share a room growing up until my that older sucks. brother sister. I sometimes did. Yeah, it definitely does suck. Yeah. Uh, it was also on 200 acres. So, they had lots of room to run around. Uh, it's not on 200 acres anymore they've divvied out the property it's at 8.5 now that's still quite a bit yeah this is some some farmland here uh poor leon um at the time it was owned by the arnold family and eight generations of their extended family lived and died on the property wow some never left (laughs) were they buried on the property uh I I don't think so, because one of the people that I'm going to talk about was not buried there. So I I bet they're pets. Just just let just quit skipping ahead. Okay. okay. All right. 
One of the more well-known spirits on the property is Beth Sheba Sherman. Uh, she was actually in the movie. She was the bad one, the bad spirit. Really? Um, yes. Uh, she, according to the oldest daughter, Andrew Parent, I'm going to talk about her a lot because she recalls most of the information and she actually like wrote books on it. Um, so she's like really like big into giving. She'll give you anything that she remembers and wow. she remembers a ton. So, wow. yeah. Um, but according to her, she was wrong, wrongly popularized in the movie The Conjuring. So things that they said about her to them were not true. But that's I mean, not very fair. It's, well, it's like wishy-washy because the Warrens, the investigators, were also saying different things. So yeah. it's. That kind of sucks for her, though, because she was like, I'll tell you anything. Yeah. And then they're like, well, we're, we're not going to believe you. Yeah. Well, Hollywood, they're going to make a buck. Yeah. They did know. good with it. That's good. Yeah, it was. They approved of it. They had to approve of all of it. They That's got their good. blessing. That's good. Um, <clears throat> she said, like, uh, I think 99% of the movie was incorrect. Incorrect? Yeah. Which, oh. Yeah, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I think she may have over-exaggerated, but <laughs> that's Maybe. what she said. Uh, she, in the movie, she was actually, Bathsheba Sherman was portrayed as a witch in the 1800s. Um, but there was no actual hardcore evidence of that. Uh-huh. Um, that's what the Lauren or the Warrens say. The investigators, they even say that to this day. Well, really? not anymore because they're broken. I bet they still say it. RIP, guys. Rip. Um, tons of women were actually accused of that at the time. Oh, so even yeah. if she was accused of being a witch, like so were so many Everyone others, else. just for wearing <laughs> shorts instead of a skirt, like or who did math. Yeah. Gosh, she's smart, she's a witch. uh she was married to judson sherman and she was a housewife while he worked the farm you know your typical daily living then yeah they had a son herbert sherman i love these names i know (laughs) and uh they also had three other children but they did not survive past seven and i there was no census that could be found on them so that part was also a little wishy-washy um, the big twist about Bathsheba Sherman was while taking care of an infant of infant of one of the neighboring farms, um, the baby died. Uh, after examination of the baby, it was determined that the cause of death was caused by a large sewing needle that had been impaled at the base of the skull. No. Yeah. Down here. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm. Um, so there actually wasn't enough evidence that she had done that. So the case was dismissed. Good. Um, uh, wait, no, not good. <laughs> not good. I don't know. She, I don't know. Who knows? No one knows. Um, but she seemed to live a long, normal life. Um, she actually lived until age 72. Okay. Um, and she died in 1885, a sudden paralysis, which was likely a stroke. Um, she was put to rest in the Riverside Cemetery, which is now the Harrisville Cemetery. And she's buried right next to her husband, which uh, she was she was married twice, I think. But one of her husbands. She was buried next to Judson. She married, I think, like five years before she died or remarried like five years before she died. Uh, I don't know why you do that. Maybe to like get some cha-ching. Who knows? You don't want to um, die alone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's the nice part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we can actually go visit her gravesite today. So, you know, if we're ever in right the area, now, you're gonna take- let's go oh. right now. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Sorry. We're in Alaska, by the way. So, oh, yeah. we're, so we're pretty far. We have our own thing over here. <laughs> <laughs> we're basically our own country. <laughs> so many people think we're not part of Alaska. 
right. And we don't want you in the United States. Bye. <laughs> um, so next, I'm going to get to the deaths because you can't have hauntings without deaths. No, um, no, you cannot. Yeah. So uh, according to the town's former public records book, um, I think it was called the Black Book of, is it the Little Black Book? Or it sounded like a, like a, like a like guy a who had, yeah. Like a guy. <laughs> yeah, the way, the, what they called it was the nickname, but I didn't put that in here. So it's some little Black Book or Black Book of something. Um, but the, some of the deaths on the property um, of its, 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 of its existence um, has had a total of three suicides. Um, two of them were by hanging and one was by poisoning. Um, so they poisoned themselves. Um, two drownings and also four men who froze to death. One of them was on a drinking binge. So, That's up. way too many people that have died <laughs> right. on that property. Some uh from one of the sources i of the of a podcast that i was listening to they were saying like it could have been like people that were like passing through the property um because uh, it was 200 acres yeah. yeah so i mean they just uh, what so, one so of the guys was like found in like died. the barn drank too much and froze so what a yeah. awful word i know right i mean what an awful but i mean he was warm inside i guess maybe until he wasn't until he wasn't sorry <laughs> um, there was also the rape and murder of an 11 year old Prudence Arnold by a farmhand. But on that one, uh, that one's also a little hazy because records say she was actually not on the property, but some people say that she was. So, okay. um, so I'm pretty sad. sure on ghost adventures, whenever I watched that episode, they had mentioned her. So I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe someone was trying to cover it up. Probably. Yep. It's pretty messed up. Yeah. Uh, so the fun part, you ready? Yeah. Paranormal experiences. Uh, so the family began to experience paranormal activity immediately upon moving in, actually within like the first five minutes. Jeez. Yeah. That's what Andrea had told, um, on ghost adventures. That actually. sucks. Yeah. Right. Like ding, ding. Hello. <laughs> you made a mistake. <laughs> Why did you move here? um her father asked her to bring a box into the house um to her mom and when she walked in she had seen the previous owner was also there he was packing up his things to leave yeah and so she had seen him greeted him said hello and then had seen another man behind him leaning up against the wall in weird clothing but she didn't want to be rude so she also said hello to him so then he looked at her like he was she was a ghost and she was the previous owner yeah. was looking at her. No, the 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 guy against the wall what? looked at her like she was a ghost whenever she greeted him in in night Shyamalan shit. This whole story is about the whole family was just a ghost when they moved in. What? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's just what they said. They said that that uh, he had looked at her as if she was a ghost. So oh, weird. <laughs> um. Then some of the other sisters had also seen him and they had went into the kitchen where the mother was yeah. and asked, who is that strange man dressed in the weird clothing? She's like, there's no man there. So, yeah, the daughters obviously started experience, experiencing stuff right away. Yeah. Um, often at night, the girls would also uh, experience some friendly spirits. Uh, one of them would actually tuck them in to bed and kiss them goodnight. They believed that she was Miss Arnold. 
And I know that sounds sweet, but just imagine like a ghost coming in and tucking you in at, to bed at night. Don't kiss me. Yeah, please. I'm good. I, I, I'm already covered. I'm yeah, already I don't thanks. think I would like that. No, I'm good. Thanks, Miss Arnold. But, you know, just go on, go about your business of the afterlife. She just needed to take care of her kids. Yeah, she was, I guess she was nice. Um, another nice one they would see would be a little boy they believed to be Johnny Arnold, which um, he hung himself in the attic. Sad. Um, he would play with their toys, and he would also watch them play outside from a window. Oh, he yeah. wanted to play with them. I know, it was sweet. I think they called him, uh, they called him Manny. And I'm wondering if in the movie, I also watched the movie before this, which did not help at all. (laughs) (laughs) The name, they got the names right. (laughs) Uh, They call it the the youngest daughter had an imaginary friend named Rory. So I'm wondering if that's who. Was Manny. Yeah, Manny. Um, So there was him. There was him. Um, One of the first few nights that they lived in the home, one of the younger sisters, Cindy, crawled into bed with the oldest sister, Andrea, and she said she could not sleep because all the voices in her room were saying, there are seven dead soldiers buried in the walls. No. And they had like these stone, they had, have not even had, they have these stone walls like right outside of the house. So some people wonder. Why are there stone walls outside their house? It's been around since like the Revolutionary War. It's probably there. It was probably like a, like a camp for military or like a boundary to protect them from getting shot. I wouldn't take them down if there's seven dead soldiers buried in there. But before I'd be like, before we move in, can you take those down, please? I don't want those. I'm good. They they don't look pretty with the property. So can you imagine being a kid and hearing like seven dead soldiers buried in the Uh, yeah, it would be traumatized for life. Yeah. For life. Oh, stop looking back. Well, I thought Alice was okay. She was just Amy keeps on looking behind me and it scares me. (laughs) I had I've heard so many noises in my house while doing this story. And there was even an earthquake earlier this week. It's the first freaking earthquake that I've experienced here. It scares the hell out of me. If you bring anything into my home, I'm going after (laughs) you. I'd be like, you're four down, you're four doors down. Your little mince box is going to start moving. Shut up. S T I N K. Stink, stink. Your savior, your breath stinks. <laughs> Spit everywhere. Have a mint. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, uh, the family would also experience, um, little things like temperature drops, mood swings, apparitions, physical attacks, opening and closing of doors, uh, banging, levitating beds, pulling of limbs and hair. I don't really a little thing. That's not (laughs) the smell of rotting flesh at 5 a.m. in the morning. And, um, wait for this. My favorite. No. The ghost sweeper. (laughs) Does he sweep? <laughs> so um, a lot of times the family would hear like, you know, like the old brooms, like the yeah. hay brooms. Yeah. You know what a broom sounds yeah. like. They would hear a broom sweeping in another room. And so they'd go check that room and they'd see the broom nicely leaned against a wall and then a pile of dirt in the middle of the floor. <gasps> the 
that's like a little like housekeeping for oh you. Goodness, yeah, they're all how like do I sign up for one of those? Right? Like, come on down. Yeah. You want to tuck me in at night? Go for it. Go for it as long as you <laughs> clean the toilet. Don't let me know I'm there. Yeah. Or you're there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clean the toilet. Chop, chop. Chop, chop. Uh, Andrea Perrin also had uh, said that, has said that there's been another spirit, which um, she doesn't like to talk about. This is like the one thing that she doesn't talk about. Okay. Um, but she said, all she would say is that it was a male spirit around five little girls. So yeah, use your imagination. No, that's yeah. sad. Yeah. I don't know exactly details or anything, but sounds pretty messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Or it could be messed up. Uh, one person who really did not have a good, it sounds like nobody had a good experience in this house. <laughs> maybe the dad, because <laughs> apparently the, dad. the women spirits were actually pretty nice to him. Um, but the mother had a really bad experience in this home. Um, she felt threatened. Uh, one of her more traumatizing experiences happened while she was actually laying down and reading a book and she felt a sharp stabbing pain in the back of her calf. She looked down and noticed a small wound as if a needle had been plunged in the back of her leg. I bet it was just a spider. Do you remember about the baby? (gasps) Mm -hmm. The baby came back to kill her? (laughs) (laughs) No, but the person that I suspected who killed the baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, it wasn't her that watched the baby. I went a totally different direction than I was expecting. <laughs> the baby got her. <laughs> I was like thinking for a second that she was watching the baby and she killed the baby. <laughs> oh my god. Oh that water's getting me. <laughs> um uh so that's when they when she started like doing a little digging yeah. um, and research and the Warrens started coming in and they also had done some research and um, uh, she had suspected it was Bathsheba who was like targeting her and picking on her, which Lorraine Warren had actually like, cause she was a, a medium. Yeah. She had like picked it out out of nowhere and said that Bathsheba Sherman died here and she's, like after you, whatever. Um, so supposedly she did that happened too. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Carolyn, the mother, also claimed that one night while in bed, all the spirits in the house surrounded her with lit torches, chanting, We'll drive thee out with fiery broom, we'll drive thee out with death and gloom. Mm. One of the spirits even left the group and got into the face. So yeah. I'm sorry this is so long. I'm almost done. No, this is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet dreams, Amy. No. <laughs> Over the 10 years of the parents were parents residing here, Ed and Lorraine Warren made multiple trips to investigate per the parents' request. Um, Ed was a self-proclaimed demonologist and Lorraine was a clairvoyant and a medium. Um, together, they actually founded the New England Society for Psychic Research, um, which is one of the oldest ghost hunting groups in New England. Oh and gosh. they worked so many cases together over their lifetime. Um, one of them was actually Amityville. So, oh, yeah. 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 Um, so they're, they're pretty popular. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, in 1973, the Warrens performed a seance in the home, um, which Hollywood in the movie made it an exorcism course it's gonna make it more 
cool. Yeah. He actually didn't do that. So no. Like, that wasn't his thing. He wasn't a priest. Yeah. So, um, And during it, it, Carolyn actually went into convulsions and her chair levitated and got thrown across the room. Car- Carolyn. The mother. Not- the mother. Yeah. Um, after this, the dad, Roger, kicked them out, said they were not welcome. What? Back anymore. Um, he did it. Because he, he felt like they made it worse, which Andrea also claims that she felt like they made it all worse. Because really? they, whenever they had talked to her years later, she said that they didn't know what they were getting themselves into. So it was such a big deal. Well, I mean, even after this, the family continued to move or continued to live in the farmhouse for a total of 10 years. They just put up with this for 10 years. Finances, like they, they, it was due to financial instability and like, who would buy this house? Who, who would you sell this house to? They didn't have enough money. Yeah. And five kids to feed. Just. So just a lot, but I, I guess die, like, die. yeah, exactly. Like, bye, <laughs> bye, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> that is wild. Yeah, um, they. Uh, I don't know what I was going to say. That's okay though. Okay, because it's not in my notes anyway. I'm oh, just okay. going to give you a little extra thing. Oh, that's it. Oh no, um, oh. Uh, I'm almost done. Uh, the current owners. I'm going to talk about what's okay. going on okay. with it now. Uh, as of 2019, the new owners have purchased the home in land. 2019? Yeah. Obviously knowing what the history, because the movie's already been out. There's been lots of stories. Yeah, there, you, there's no I'm sure there's stuff to... that's been in the papers and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but they love the home. However, they often experience some paranormal activity, such as knocks, footsteps, lights flashing, even in rooms without a light. What? Uh, disembodied voices. But hold on, what rooms don't have lights? I know, right? <laughs> Closet? Maybe? Oh, yeah, maybe I a closet. Know. I don't know. There's 14 rooms, for God's sake. <laughs> One of them's bound to not have a light. Uh, but uh, they actually hope to plan, or they plan to restore and preserve the property. Okay. Um, and they want to make, like, a documentary out of, it, out of it one day and possibly open it to the public for, like, paranormal mm. tours and stuff like that which hell yeah yeah i would go on that that sounds awesome yeah there's but way I, more haunted places out there it makes me wonder how the ghosts would feel about that though i don't really care i'd go on it oh about- oh like the ghosts like getting upset that they're like trying to exploit them and stuff every other place does that if That's I feel true. like I feel like the ghost would be okay with it as long as they're like keeping up the home. Yeah. And they can't tear it down because it's like a it's like a national treasure. It's a landmark. So because it's the, so old. The 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 walls outside are still there. They are. Yeah. They on the ghost adventures episode, um, they were well, that was in like 2019. Um I'm sure they were uh, they were um on the show, Carolyn, the daughter actually went on it with them and there were two original investigators um that actually went there before ed and lorraine but they didn't continue going um so it's pretty cool it's a good episode lots of crazy things happen like a lot of them felt like pricks and like pokes on them and one of the investigators or the like the demonologist guy that was there with them um something was happening with him like he was getting like taken over by something it was Ooh. it was freaking crazy and this was ghost hunters yeah no ghost adventures, adventures. yeah ghost hunters didn't cover what do you it. have 
Um, so uh, I have some pictures for you. This is the parent family. Oh, they look so happy. I know. Your five little daughters. They're sweet. They're a sweet little family. Um, here I have this is the home. There's a picture of the uh, Carolyn and Roger. Yeah. And then there's the five daughters. Um, this is a picture of supposedly Bathsheba Sherman. Okay. Um, she had like a mask on, which oh, maybe sickness. Sorry. I don't know. Because, like, when plagues were happening yeah. back then, they had to wear masks. Yeah, I mean, like, everybody got yeah. sick then and died of, like, the common cold. So, yeah, I mean, it could have just been a common time. <laughs> could be, like, 2020. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yellow fever. <laughs> they all wore masks back then. Yeah, she looks creepy to me. Yeah, she does yeah. with that mask on. Yeah. But, yeah, there's some pictures. That That's was so... the parent family haunting. Being <gasps> <gasps> creeped out. Yes. I'm super creeped out in my house. Oh, uh, I don't want to tell you my story. So I bumped my mic like 10 <laughs> times. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. We'll hear that. And, like, go. It's an earthquake. That TikTok with the guy that with the ghost, like ghost just pretending. <laughs> it's so funny. I cried like cry laugh every time <laughs> <laughs> who put my brush here <laughs> <laughs> what ghosts do <laughs> good times or, oh this isn't the one I wanted to show you oh, okay sorry. it's this one but I'm gonna hear the other one too though I know I know oh this one happened in Alaska oh! I know and actually I for some reason never heard of this one okay Cool. So, um, this is the Alaskan human hunter. Hmm. So, you got your bear hunters. You got your bear hunters. You got your moose hunters. You got your human hunters. And you got your human hunters. <laughs> oh, a caribou. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, Sorry caribou. You just don't taste like that. Damn. So, uh, make sure you got your camouflage on because we're on for a wild ride. Mm. So, 25 miles outside of Anchorage, Alaska, on September 12th, 1982, John Daly and Audie Holloway, uh, two off-duty police officers, were hunting along the Knit River for moose. Mm. Um, and... They were about to call it a night and head back to camp, but they saw a boot sticking out of the river. So they went to go and inspect, and they realized that it was attached to a, a bear. Body. Yes, a, a bear. I knew it. Yeah, it was, the, you know, the, during that time of the year, those bears, they got to wear those boots to protect their yep. paws. You know. You know? That's how it is. Uh, shit. <laughs> Why would you? Okay. The right person would go up to agree. Shut up. Well, and they're police officers. So oh, they're like, okay. Yeah, they're yeah, trained yeah, to true, do that. True. Yeah. Good point. Good point. So uh, they obviously like went and told their boss and uh, the entire crime scene was inspected along, um, like thoroughly inspected and they took a shifter to like shift the dirt and they spent hours just shifting dirt where the, where the body was found and eventually found a 223 caliber bullet. Oh. Yeah, so that's hard work paid off. That's good. Yeah. A little sifting. 
Yeah, the autopsy showed the body belonged to a woman with, um, they couldn't determine her age, but she had been dead for about six months. Oh, man. Yeah, and her cause of death was uh, three gunshot wounds from the 223 caliber bullet to the back of her head. Oh, the Um, bullet matched the, the bullet was, like the bullet that they found was? Well, they suspected because the bullet (laughs) was 223. It was from the okay. yeah. gotcha. bullet. Gotcha. And, okay. And then there was also ace bandages like wrapped around the, her remains. So oh. like so she probably was like blindfolded. Oh. Because there's like no blood on them. So um, unless she just like liked to wear ace bandages, like sometimes. Yeah. It depends. Like kids with band-aids. It's only on Thursday nights. Only on Thursday nights. Um, so two weeks later they they got an ID for the body and it belonged to 23 year old Cherry Murillo, a topless dancer from the Wild Cherry Bar mm. in downtown Anchorage. Mm. Um, and it was reported that she was last seen on November 17th, 1981. And according to her friends, she was going to go see a man that was going to pay her $300 to uh, model for her for photographs. Mm. Mm. Model. No, she wasn't modeling. Mm-mm. So the Anchorage police had reasons to believe that it wasn't um, a one-time thing because there had been quite a few cold cases of missing persons in the area um, and deaths, and, but they didn't want to tip off the um, murder. murder. So, and of course, like the Anchorage Daily News was all over this. They're like, tell us everything is this connected and they're like no we have no reason to believe that it was connected to any of these other cases um it's a one-time thing so that uh they didn't just shut it down they yeah they shut it down real fast um but uh and there all these other cases like were since 1980 um so it all happened pretty recently yeah, yeah close together um, Alaska State Trooper Maxwell Hogsman was put in charge to find the connection between this case and the other cold cases. Um, the first case was um, some construction workers working on the Ingluta Road stumble on Ingluta. I probably pronounced that wrong. Uh, they were working on Ingluta Road. They stumbled upon a partial remains of a woman in a shallow grave. Um, and the remains were not there. The, it was they were exposed to the elements like decay animals. Uh, so she hardly had any yeah. remains. And so um, because of that, they couldn't really use anything for evidence. evidence. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the victim was never identified, but the English police dubbed her the Ingluta Annie. So that was her name instead of just saying Jane, Jane Doe. Doe. Yeah, so the second cold case was another female. She was found in a gravel pit in Anchorage. Uh, The victim was identified as Joanna Messina, and she was another local topless dancer. Because her body was pretty badly decomposed, there was little evidence um, to use to solve her case. And then on July 13, 1983, a truck driver was passing through town and like this woman like was ran up on him and she was like shouting at him, waving her arms, like trying to get him to stop. And he noticed that she had handcuffs and like her, 
the report said that like her, I didn't like the way that they said her clothes were messy, but from what, like a little bit more researching, I was like, like they were like, hold on. Like they weren't Um, like, you know, like she had a jacket, but it was kind of like hanging off of her and stuff like that. And um, I was like, messy, like not ironed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) This girl's clothes are wrinkly, man. (laughs) First thing he notices. Throw him in a dry on tumble. <laughs> um, so he pulled over and she's like, can you take me to the Timber Hotel? So he's like, okay. So he takes her to the Timber Hotel, drops her off, and she goes inside and has the employee at the counter uh, call, make a call for her. And so he called her pimp to have her come pick her up. And I looked up for another like more uh, modern name for a pimp. Uh, because like now we don't call prostitutes prostitutes we call them sex workers oh we don't no oh okay well I'm gonna change a lot <laughs> uh and I couldn't find one so whatever I'm sorry if there's another word for pimp please let me know um but uh yeah so she was she went back outside waited for her pimp to come pick her up since he says otherwise <laughs> <laughs> and then uh the truck driver being the smart person, which this is what she should have done, but I'm guessing because she was a sex worker, like she didn't want to get caught. Um, uh, the truck driver went straight to the police station and was like, smart, yo, like something super crazy just happened. And so uh, police officer Greg Baker drove to the hotel and um, he still found he still found her outside waiting with the handcuffs on. So he took her back to the police station and was like, okay, tell us everything. What, what's going on? And so she said that um, she was approached by a red haired man in his forties. He offered her $200 in exchange for oral sex. And midway through the act, he handcuffed her and uh, put a gun to her head and was like, you need to cooperate and you won't die. Uh, so he took her to the upper class suburban neighborhood to his home. Um, he took her inside and there he brutally murdered her. And he told her he was going to fly her to the cabin. And if she cooperates, he will let her go. So he took her to the airport, shoved her inside the small bush plane and then started loading his cargo and she waited until he like had his back to her and she like shoved open the door, the plane door and just like booked it. Smart. Yeah. And she, that he started chasing after her until he saw the truck driver pull over. And so he stopped. Oh, good girl. Yeah. Good job. So super smart. And she got lucky that someone she was. had fight and flight responses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so. Um, the police took her out to the airport and they're like, all right, identify this plane. And so she finds the plane and it was a white, blue and white, uh, Piper Super Cub tail with a, um, tail number, uh, Piper Super Cub with the tail number of N3089Z. Um, and checking with the flight to tower, uh, they found the owner and his name was Robert. Robert. Yeah, he lived on Old Harbor <clears throat> Road. 
Um, the detectives dropped off the women at the hospital and then went straight to Hanson's house. And then, of course, he didn't take it well. He's like, what the heck? I've never met her. She's probably just shaking me down for oh, money. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Um, and he, he was like, this is ridiculous. Can you, can you even rape a prostitute? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she don't want it. You sure can, buddy. <laughs> um, no money. And he gave his alibi and that he was with his two friends that night and his alibis checked out. So they're like, okay, well, this didn't go anywhere. Okay. <laughs> I was waiting for Scared me for a second. <laughs> um, almost a year later, another body was found along the Knit River and her body was partially decomposed and buried in a shallow grave. Uh, and the body belonged to Paula Golding. She was a 17-year-old topless dancer and a sex worker. She was reported five months prior to her body being discovered. Uh, the autopsy showed she was shot with a 223 caliber bullet. Um, the detectives were convinced that they had a serial killer on their hands and finally connected, contacted the FBI for help. Finally. Yeah. Which I don't know. I'm sure that there's like rules. Like, yeah. So many and yeah. So many things connecting them all. Yeah. Um, the lead agent of the FBI unit that was assigned to the case was actually the one who wrote Mindhunter. Oh, I know. Uh, John E. Douglas. Damn. I know. They brought in the big guns. Yeah. Uh, he said the murderer targeted sex workers because they were usually transients and would go unnoticed if they went missing. Um, Douglas also discovered that Hansen had a small stature, heavily pockmar- pockmarked. Which is like, uh, I didn't know what that meant. I was like, maybe like he, I, I was like picturing like pocketbook, like he had a lot of money. No, it's not. It means he has scar- like big, you know, acne scars. Oh, <laughs> I Aww. felt so dumb. I know. Um, he had heavily pockmarked and oh. he, uh, I didn't know there was a name for that. Yeah, me either. Um, and he, which, was from a severe skin condition, which is acne, as a child and was teased for it. And therefore, he dealt with low self-esteem. Mm. Um, Always do. Yep. And he had a severe speech impediment. And that's probably why he took out his abuse on these women. Uh, uh, because he had low self-esteem. There's uh, other ways to do that. Therapy. That's yeah. Therapy. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's usually how you do it nowadays. Yeah. Uh, he was known in the area for being an excellent hunter. He had hunted everything. Moose, elk, doll sheep, caribou, all cats. of it. Bear. Like cats, probably. <laughs> bear, all of it. Like grizzly bear. Everything he, you know, he did. He hunted. Um, something Douglas said was because of his profile, he probably, and like he liked to hunt and stuff like that. He probably liked to collect trophies from his, from his victims. Mm. And between the collection and finding a hole in his alibi, they could probably nail him for these murders. Um, so the the police threatened the alibis. They're like, listen here, if you don't uh, tell us the truth, we're going to charge you if this is the person, like if he actually did it. And so they're like, all right. So they told him like, no, we weren't with him that night that the girl went missing and, or not missing, but he kidnapped her and she right. escaped. Uh, we weren't with her. Oh, and also he's committing insurance fraud. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, they just had diarrhea. They just threw everything yeah. out there. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> we also know. he stole twenty bucks from me too. <laughs> right out of my pocket. Right out of my pocket. <laughs> um. So they're like, uh, okay. So apparently, he claimed that someone had robbed his home and uh, to collect insurance money, and instead, like he was just hiding the things in his basement that. That people supposedly sold. You better go look. Yeah. So with that, they got eight warrants issued Damn. to search for his home and property and everything. Why like eight? Uh, I don't know. That's just all it says. You can't just get like one warrant to go inside your house. Well, you have a warrant to go inside the house, warrant to check his plane, um, oh, a warrant okay. to check. It's just his they have body. to specify everything. Yes. His so cars. Stupid. Yep. That's so freaking stupid. Yeah. So on October 22nd, 1983, investigators asked Hansen to follow them to the station for questioning. He's like, I. So he heads down there and while they're questioning him, they searched his house and plane. They found weapons, but none of them involved the 223 caliber caliber bullets. And they're like, oh, shoot. Like, so they're hitting a dead end with his house and his plane. Um, But then right before they were about to like, you know, close the case, not close the case, but shut down the investigation. They found, um, one of the officers found a small space in the rafters in the basement. Mm-hmm. And so they opened it up and inside they found multiple guns, an aviation map with specific locations marked, jewelry, newspaper clippings, driver's license, various ID cards, and some of them belong to the victims. Busted. And the smoking gun, a 223 caliber mini, caliber mini Busted. rifle. Busted. Mm-hmm. So a little bit about Robert. Robert was born in February on February 15th, 1939. Um, he grew up in Iowa. I almost didn't put this in here because I'm like, I don't want to hear about him. But uh, I find it interesting. It is. And like, he's just a terrible person. So. He grew up in Iowa. His dad was very strict and required him to work full time in the family bakery. He had really bad acne, as we learned. Um, he was built smaller. He had this sucks. He was naturally left handed, but his parents made him right with his right what hand. What the hell? That's mean. You can't help that. <laughs> I know. That's stupid. <laughs> Jerks. Um, so with the stress of, you know, writing right handed, right handed alone. I mean. I would definitely (laughs) go on a spree. (laughs) The the and like the acne, like he had no friends. Like it just sucked for him. So he just he didn't have a fun childhood. So on December and on December seventh, nineteen sixty, he was an adult by now. Um, He also like joined the National Guard, Army National Guard, like boring stuff. but he burned down the Pocahontas, Iowa's school bus garage because he was mad at them. And a friend, so a friend turned him into the local police for the incident. He was sentenced to three years in jail. Like, just because you're mad. Yeah, like, right. So, uh, so his wife that he married earlier that year was mortified that he did that. So she's like, all right, deuces, like, I'm out of here. So she filed for a divorce, Smart. divorce and was paroled, he was paroled 20 months later. He met another woman um, and married her in 1963, and he was jumping from job to job. He couldn't keep anything down, um, and he kept getting arrested for petty theft. 
petty so, theft or yeah. small things. Yeah, small things like gas stations and yeah. Um, so in 1967, he's like, listen, we got a new like new year, new me, like let's move to Alaska. So him and his wife and their um two kids moved to Alaska. Kids. Yeah. Uh oh. they moved to Anchorage, and that's when he be- quickly became the local trophy hunter with several trophies hunts issued in magazines. Like he was like top gun, like best of the best. Was he left-handed though? I didn't ask. Oh, I bet. I bet he did it left-handed just to be like, watch this. Watch this, mom. Thanks a lot. Want to see me use my right hand? Not good. Left hand? Good. (laughs) Good. I'm good. (laughs) Um, But obviously some people never change. So in 1977, he was arrested for stealing a chainsaw and was, I just don't understand. (laughs) So he was arrested for stealing a chainsaw and was sentenced to five years in prison. Why? You stole a chainsaw, man. You went to prison for five freaking years. I am so mad at this at this court system. Right? Sucks so bad. Like, oh, like, this guy is in prison for five years for stealing a chainsaw, but this guy's in prison for one because he raped someone. Yes. Thank you. I was just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Messed up. Yeah. So, uh, uh, oh while he was in prison he was diagnosed with bipolar syndrome um, but he was never given the proper medicine to treat it and one year later he was released um and never treated his bipolar syndrome so with the insurance money that he claimed remember Mm -hmm. uh he opened up his own bakery with his wife and two kids um his business was thriving and he was a well-respected uh member of so let's go back to the police station where he was being questioned so that was just a little bit little tidbit about him all right so we're back at the robert so we're back at the my eye keeps watering it's okay you don't have to i know which is a really sad story i feel bad for robert oh okay (laughs) uh so robert (laughs) obviously he denied everything he's like i didn't do it i didn't do it um, and obviously lawyer, lawyered up right away. But because of all the evidence against him, they were able to arrest him for kidnapping, theft, weapon, offenses, and insurance fraud. Damn. Yeah. Wait, this was back then? This, this was is, before the murders. N- now we're back to him when they brought him down to the police station. But what about the murders? They didn't have evidence on that yet. Okay. On November 3rd, 1983, an Anchorage grand jury indicted him on four counts, first degree assault and kidnapping, five counts of misconduct and possession of a handgun, theft in the second degree, and theft by deception and insurance fraud. And obviously he pled not guilty. Of course. Yep. And a bail was set to half a million dollars. Damn. Yep. Then the ballistics test came back for the rifle and all the shell casings found at all the grave sites belong to Hanson's rifle. Mm. Boom. Didn't see that one coming. No. <laughs> so Hanson's attorney and the DA made a deal uh, for a full confess- confession in exchange that they can only charge him for the four cases that they knew about the for death. Um, and to, so that he and to serve time in a federal facility rather than a maximum imprisonment oh my security. In, yeah. Um, so in his confession, he explained how each kidnapping started, just like the woman that escaped. He would flag them down, like 
try to pay them or whatever, um, he would rape them and then take them to his cabin. And Leia. Yeah, his little Leia um, up in the mountains. And he would give them a head start. Mm. And he's like, that's pretty messed up. Yep. Run. That's and freaking messed up. Oh, my God. He would that's terrifying. Yep. That is terrifying. Can you imagine being hunted? No. 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 That's I'm chills. No. Just... And you're handcuffed. Oh, like, my God. Yeah. And you're freezing cold. Yeah. Depending on the time of the year. Yeah. Or even if it's not, even yeah, if it's, it's summer it's up in the so mountains, cold it's cold here. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Um, so, and he compared Run. the hunt for them, the excitement of the hunt. At, he compared it to hunting for a trophy doll sheep or grizzly bear. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Hansen, not only did you kill these women, but you compared them yeah. to the animals that you hunt. Yes. You're an animal. Yes. Uh, Hansen pointed out 15 separate sites, grave sites on a map. Oh. Um, and 12 of them, the investigators didn't know about already. And so they took them out to each site to like make sure that they have it marked and stuff like that. And then they started digging up the graves. Um, Hansen was sentenced to 461 years plus life with zero chance of parole. Um, I like how they just added that plus right. life. <laughs> plus life. <laughs> just in case you just don't. in case you live <laughs> just in case you're the oldest person ever. ever. <laughs> so in May of 1984, investigators found seven bodies at the site at the sites that Hansen pointed out to them. But no other bodies were recovered, so they don't know if he lied to them or if he was just flexing and, like, said that there was more. But they at least discovered seven more. Um, And the ones that they did find were Sue Luna, Malay Larson, Dylan Frey, Teresa Watson, Angela Fredren, Tamara... Oh, Tamara Peterson and Lisa Petrel. Um, Hansen died on August 24th, 2015, at 75 years old at Alaska Regional Hospital due to natural causes. And that is the awful, terrifying story of the Alaska human hunter. Sick, sick, sick person. Sick human piece of being. Piece of being? Piece of human. Piece of human. He's garbage. He was, he was an animal. He was an animal. He wasn't even an animal. Leon is an animal. <laughs> and those poor, that poor wife. Could you, and she pregnant. And their kids. Yes. Yeah. You have it's no true. idea. Ugh. Yeah. So. <sighs> should we end on a lighter note? I now? hate people. Yeah. Yep. Let's uh, tell another tale of the neighbors. Sorry. Let me pull it up. Did you show your videos of. Uh, to Josh? No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have, but no, I did not. Okay. Another story I found on Reddit. Yes. Um, let me see which one I want. I found, like I said, I found quite a few. Um, we can have people write in stories. Yeah, so. you guys give us stories about your awful, awful neighbors or your great neighbors. Yeah. We want maybe, to hear maybe they do nice things. Maybe they leave you cookies. Yeah. With poison in them. I don't know. Don't. Or you never have to really like bad. water your plants because they water it for you. Yeah. yeah. I have neighbors that do that actually. I have great neighbors. Yeah. Leah. Leah. 
love you. <laughs> okay. Um. So <laughs> probably not. Probably not ever. <laughs> That's okay. We still love you. <laughs> um. So I have a story from uh at Carminium Min Min Carmium. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um. They had it says they had another single condo owner in my development. Um. So we bought. We both had extra bedrooms. Um, there was a lady. She was pleasant. She invited me to come see her collection. What collection? <laughs> oh, collection of teapots. <laughs> of course. Or mugs. Yeah. Collection of teapots. Um, so this person's neighbor uh, came to, basically came to this door and asked him to come see her collection. That is such a weird so, request. Recap, right? Uh, so they went upstairs and she opened the door to her small extra bedroom. And it was a collection of clowns oh no clown dolls clown bus clown velvet paintings clown toys and more clown crap than i ever knew existed and all i could think of was the number of people who would run screaming from this room all i could say was wow this is really impressive in collection (laughs) (laughs) that's so polite i'd be like Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Oh wow. This is really cool. Wow. We should come to my house next time. Or not. <laughs> Just leave them here. Please don't ever ask anyone to see this ever again. No. Do you want to come over to my house and see my collection of items, Amy? Yes, actually I do. Do you want to guess what the collection of items is? It's clocks. No. But in here, there's like 12 of them, actually. <laughs> Speaking of clocks, there's um one, two, three, four. Like, does anybody have the time? Does anybody know what time it is? Amy has so many clocks in here. Okay. So this Six. is our podcast Five. room. Plus, it's also a spare room where my husband will sleep when he's working nights. <laughs> Clearly, he needs a lot of clocks to wake up to. He has so many alarm clocks. <laughs> when it's time for him to go to work, you hear ring, and they're like the old classy they're clocks the, too, like the well, ones that you like whack and hit that you see in like the eighties and nineties. Yes, movies. because those ones are the only ones that are loud enough to wake him up. He also has like five, like on, set his, on phone. his phone. <laughs> that poor guy. I can't wake up like that. I wake up with like a peaceful song. Yeah. Like otherwise I wake up like stressed <laughs> and I'm like, I gotta go. I gotta I'm late. I'm late. Well it's a very important day. Have you ever heard your alarm clock be like the sound of it out in public? Yeah, like, and it a- makes you mad. Yeah. It stresses you out. Yes. yes. Like it's- mine is usually a song. I'm pretty sure mine is Come Alive by um oh, Greatest yeah. Showman because it starts out really quiet. Yeah. And every time I hear it, I'm just like, mm. I love the song, but mm. <laughs> no you can't do that you have to have one like like uh, one that i don't like yeah one or just like a factory yeah the whatever. factory yeah one. the mine is like a, and then, like someone just like the songs the people have it like on like a wind time. chime yeah and i'm just like Ugh. i'm like suddenly i'm like shaking and irritable <laughs> anyways so we are going to check out and um, you should probably check in on your neighbors. Um, and also check in on us. Yeah, check in on us. On our social oh, media. Duh! 
<laughs> yeah. I just remember that. <laughs> so you can check us out on Instagram. WWTN podcast on Instagram. Yeah. And uh, on Facebook, it's what's with the neighbors. And our website is, is it W it's what's with the neighbors.com, huh? What's with the neighbors.com. Yeah. Yeah. So our website is what's with the neighbors.com. <laughs> and um, our, we're going to, I'll have, by the time this comes out, we'll have a Patreon website set up. So it'll be patreon.com forward slash what's with the neighbors. And um, please donate because we want to get better equipment. And um, as soon as we have enough and how much you want to bet my mom's going to be the first one. I hope she is. GG. GG. Yeah. Um, and once we have enough Patreon donors, we'll have different tiers yeah. for different things that you can get like you know perks for being we're also videoing this too yes yeah, so it, the five dollars will be the video yep yeah um we've got us. quite a few ideas in mind too oh for... we have so many yeah i got a little notebook guys <laughs> a little handy dandy notebook oh blue's clues yeah steve yeah that was very whatever cool. he abandoned us he did he yeah. abandoned us and we took him back like an ex. Yeah, we we sure did. We oh had, he's so sweet. He came back into our lives after he left us so abruptly. And like that's a three days later, everybody's like, wait, wait a second. <laughs> Whoa, buddy. Then he loved us again. <laughs> we see what you did. <laughs> so, anyways, uh check in on your neighbors. And what's with the neighbors? Yeah. What's with the neighbors? Bye. Bree and Amy. Oh, what's with